Welcome to the Hunting for Purpose podcast, the official podcast home for all human design manifestors. I'm your host, Holly Marie, a 4-6 clinic manifester, a certified human design teacher, and a manifester who is following her own creative urge to facilitate a thriving global community of aligned, powerful manifestors. Wherever you are at in your manifester journey, or even if you are here just because you love a manifester and you want to understand them a little bit more, this podcast is the place for you. Stick around for in-depth teaching, for real-life practical tips and understandings of the manifester journey, and how to become aligned and powerful and thriving as a manifester. You are here for global impact. You are here to change the world. The time is now. The journey is yours. This podcast is your home. Hello, hello, beautiful manifestors and non-manifestors who are listening along. Welcome back to another episode of the Hunting for Purpose podcast. I am pretty excited to start recording this episode for you today because this episode is going to be the first of a three-part series. We're going to be talking about manifestors and money, right, over three different podcast episodes. So for three weeks, we're going to be going into all things manifestors and money. This is not just going to be relevant for manifestors who are in business, although a, a vast majority of manifestors are in business. It's just kind of the nature of who we are that we like to initiate. We like to be in charge. So we often end up in business or we aspire to be in business. Um, but this is also going to be relevant for those of you who are not in business, who are perhaps in, in professional career and you're really struggling with, you know, money in your workplace, asking your boss for a raise, all of those kind of things. This is, this is a broad overview of how do manifestors have a relationship with money. I'm recording this in three parts because this is a really complex issue because often in spiritual spaces in particular and and now that we have so much conversation in online spaces about manifestation and money it gets vastly oversimplified and we get these really empty platitudes about well you know if you just believe it you can receive it or you know we we receive kind of these like token inspirational comments and quotes or a, you know a secret three-part formula that really leads us down a garden path that that ultimately takes us away from understanding what our relationship with money is and this all actually originates from a collective shadow that we experience around money collectively we have a, a vast 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 array of shadows around money they are driven from ego shadows predominantly in our society um, but collectively we also experience shadows specifically in the spiritual space now this is where we have started to transition from that masculine paradigm that we've been in where sales has been uh, very driven, it's been very hustle, it's been very um, disciplined. You know, sales has been about follow this strategic formula and do it in this system and thus it will create this result. And that's that really is that masculine 
we saw as we were coming to the end of that masculine paradigm that we were in up until 2019 that um, that was then becoming the wounded masculine, right? We started experiencing a lot of push and a lot of aggression and a lot of manipulation and control in sales tactics. And yes, that was absolutely present and and um, being seen in the spiritual spaces. Just because people are operating in a spiritual capacity in business does not mean that they are not operating out of shadow. But now that we have started to move into this new feminine paradigm from 2020, we are in this seven-year paradigm shift. And if you're, if you're struggling to understand what I'm talking about with the paradigm shift there, have a listen back to some of the old episodes where I've spoken about the paradigm shift that's, that's spoken about in human design. We're in a seven-year paradigm shift into a new feminine paradigm. It's also reflected in astrology and in a number of other spiritual modalities and philosophies as well. So 2020 was the commencement of this, this paradigm shift, seven-year paradigm shift into a feminine paradigm but we're still in the second year right we're only we're only kind of like how many three months in at time of recording um moving into this second year of seven years so we're still very much in the part of the cycle where we are purging old things it's undeniable to anybody around the globe that we have been purging obviously we've we've seen racism purged we've seen um you know government and hierarchy purged we're seeing the patriarchy purged we're seeing violence purged we're seeing capitalism and consumerism purged you know it is it's all coming out and it, and it can feel very relentless and of course that is exactly also what's occurring in our online spaces when we're talking about selling right? And that is showing up in spiritual businesses too. So what we're now starting to see is this wounded feminine. We're now starting to see these tactics of of sales and selling that is coming out as fear, right? We're still using tactics like FOMO, like urgency, like scarcity, where we are still operating under this shadow of a collective undefined head, which says, you need the answer. I have the answer, but it's a secret. It's it's a secret five-step formula and you need to pay me to get the answer, which of course is ultimately leading to people feeling really disillusioned, really, really disillusioned because there's all of these, you know, 79% of the population, sorry, 71% of the population has an undefined head. So that's a, that's a lot of people who are triggered into that conditioning and are then buying into these programs, right? Buying into these, well, that's, I'm looking for the answer and therefore this person has the answer, but it's a secret and I have to pay them. And when I pay them and I learn the answer, then, oh, I find that wasn't actually the answer. And that doesn't actually give me what I need. And that doesn't help me. And I'm left feeling very used and very taken advantage of and very disillusioned and also very broke, feeling like I did not use my money correctly. I did not invest in the right thing. And we're starting to see now in these spiritual spaces that consumers are really waking up to awareness of this. And consumers are being much, much more, I would say savvy, but I actually think it's just self-aware about how you are using your money, which means that I believe that we are in a perfect place as as everyone, not just as manifestors, as, as humans and people, we are in a perfect place to now start looking into these deeper levels of, well, what is my relationship with money? If I've been chasing all of these secrets and chasing all of these answers and they have not actually been the answers that tell me this thing, then I 
I now can dive deeper within myself. I can now make this an introspective journey and I can now begin understanding that this is not simple, that this is not a single answer that will solve this or help me identify my relationship with money. But in fact, it's multi-layered. This is multifaceted and this has a beautiful complexity to it my relationship with money. And of course, because this is a a manifesto community, and of course, because I teach to manifestors, I want to filter this for you through the view of manifestors and really understanding how as manifestors, we're going to go through what our relationship is to money, right? Like how do manifestors actually make money? Because, you know, you will not be surprised to hear it's different to everyone else. Just like everything else we do, money, the way we make money is different to the way that everyone else makes money. We're also going to look at what are the fears and the doubts and the conditioning associated with money for manifestors specifically. And then we're going to dig into some more business focused uh, topics around money, really looking at pricing, looking at selling, looking at that whole kind of exchange of money in a business relationship as manifestors. So this, of course, I want to be very, very clear and very honest and authentic here and say that listening to three podcast episodes about money is not going to give you everything that you need in your journey to money as a manifester, okay? This is going to give you a big leg up. This is going to give you a lot of awareness. This is going to give you uh, a radical shift in a lot of ways if you haven't kind of come to an understanding of some of these things before. But if you are really, really needing to take a journey in your relationship with money, if you have not done work on your money mindset, if you are really, really kind of stuck and struggling around bringing money in and and feeling that abundance with money, three podcast episodes is probably not going to cut it for your journey here. But It is going to give you a lot of what you need for free. And what I'm hoping is that this will then bring you clarity to say, well, I now see what the next step for me is. Instead of of, um, desperately operating in that shadow energy and consistently looking for people who have the answer, have the answer, have the answer, only to be left disillusioned, only to be left broke because you invested the last of your money in a program that didn't give you what you needed. I'm hoping that this will give you more clarity to specifically go out and and receive what you need in terms of healing your your money journey. Okay, that was quite an intro. <laughs> that was quite a rundown. So let's start digging into this. I'm going to make these as bite-sized as possible because I know that whenever we get into talking about money, it can be such a big issue and people like to fluff it all out, you know, and, and make it these really, really big teachings because we're all trying to prove our value here just another collective ego shadow there, people. So we're going to make this as bite-sized as possible. Today, in today's episode, we are talking specifically about how do manifestors earn money, right? Where does money come from for you as a manifester? Because what we have learned about money growing up and how to earn money, how to receive money is, you guessed it, all driven by sacral beings, With 70% of society being our beautiful, gorgeous, beloved generators and manifesting generators, they are driven by sacral energy. That is how they operate in the world. Their sacral energy, because it's defined, determines their aura. It determines their role. It determines the way that they receive and give energy in the world. And of course, that relates to how they receive money, how they receive money, how they earn money. 
because this world is a sacral world and because the the likelihood of you being surrounded by and taught and guided by sacral beings is so high, right? At 70% of the global population being sacral beings, it is just such a rarity if you have not been surrounded by sacral beings in your life. It means that we've inadvertently and very unconsciously simply taken on those narratives, We've taken on those belief systems, those methodologies and those systems and those understandings of, well, this is this is what I need to do in order to receive money because this is what everybody else does and they receive money and this is what I got taught about receiving money. And I want to break this down to a very, very simple analogy here. When we are growing up, you know, as children, we don't receive money, okay, because we don't really have any avenues necessarily for receiving money. What we witness is that our parents receive money and those those parents perhaps pass some of that money on to us. Perhaps we receive pocket money. Perhaps we receive money for our birthdays, all of those kind of things. You might have a parent who, you know, put a little nest egg money for you in a savings account, but that's that's our avenue for receiving money. Everything that we then learn about receiving money comes from either witnessing what they do or being taught by them about what they do, which is, of course, a system that is reinforced by the rest of the world. And what I'm talking about here is that we get a job, we work hard, and in doing that, we earn the money. This is the concept of exchanging time for money, exchanging time for money. And that's That's a narrative, a a break in that narrative is actually what the online entrepreneurial space has been built on, saying, well, we don't want to exchange time for money. So now we're going to look at a different way of earning money. However, unfortunately, the concept of working hard to earn the money has never been removed. So in the online entrepreneurial spaces, we're still experiencing this work hard to earn the money. It's just that we've removed the part about Uh, exchange time for money, which is, it's a bit of an illusion. It's a bit of a fallacy because speaking to anybody in the online entrepreneurial space, you'll know that they work a lot of hours. Okay. (laughs) So, so again, like there's a, there's a bit of a veil shift on that. But if we go back to that traditional model that at a certain age, you go and get a job and that's how you shift from not having access to receiving money as a child to now I am old enough, now I have access to receiving money. And the way that I have access to receiving money is that I earn it. And the way that I earn money is that I get a job and I exchange my time and I exchange my skills in order to receive money from someone else. The harder I work, the more money I receive. Just listen to that again. The harder I work, the more money I receive. So we have this social narrative, this social construct around money that says, if you want to earn more money, you got to work harder. You got to give more hours. You got to have a higher skill set. You've got to work hard to train yourself to have a higher level of professionalism, right? You have to climb your way up the ladder. You have to work three jobs just to make ends meet. We celebrate these people who are seen as working hard. Oh my gosh, that person really made it because they worked so hard and they got there. Look at just the way that we view athletes. 
We praise athletes because they physically work so hard. They're so consistent. They're so disciplined. They work so hard at their craft. They put hours in. They literally put blood and sweat and tears into their craft and into their work. And so therefore, we deem it as acceptable that they receive a lot of money for it because they earned it, because they worked really, really hard for it. Where this starts to to grate on us and where this starts to trigger us is when we see people that we deem have not worked really hard and are still receiving a lot of money. Just look at celebrity culture. When we see somebody in celebrity culture who is receiving a lot of money, but we have socially deemed that they are not working hard enough for it, we seek to cut them down while at the same time praising the celebrities that we deem do work really hard. Oh, that actress, she does a lot of movies, right? Oh, well, well, that director, they direct a lot of movies. Oh, well, that person, they don't just act, they also direct and they also produce. So they really earn that money. We have this work hard, earn money connection, And that is really, really destructive for not just manifestors, but for all non-sacral beings, because we are not energetically designed to work hard and therefore receive things. The ability to physically work hard and feel satisfied in doing it that is for the sacral beings. And the great irony here is that they, the sacral beings are not receiving money because they're working hard. They're receiving money because they're working hard, which makes them feel satisfied. So therefore they are in energetic alignment with receiving money. So the illusion is that they're they're not actually earning money at all. They're receiving money when they feel a sense of satisfaction over their work. Manifestors, of course, are not designed to work hard to earn money. Manifestors are designed to follow a creative urge and initiate. And that is where the answer lies for us around money. Manifestors, it is so simple. It is just so, so, so uncomplicated and so simple that we deliberately overlook it. Because we have all of this wounding, we're going to get into the wounding in another podcast episode, but just as a a touch point, we have all of this wounding that says, well, if it's not hard, then I need to make it hard so that I can earn it. So that when I have all of this money, I don't actually get rejected and I don't get judged and I don't get criticized. I need to make sure that I'm working hard to earn this money. So we make something that is not hard, hard. We make something that is simple very complex so that it feeds this wound of, well, I, I worked hard. I earned this, right? You can't judge me for this. You can't reject me for this. I'm not going to judge or reject myself because I worked hard and I earned this. Let me put this really plainly, Mannies. You are not designed to receive money by working hard. You are not designed to receive money by earning it. You are designed to receive money from what you initiate. When you follow your creative urge, when you have listened to that inner voice, when you allow the creative urge to come through, when you use your inner authority to make the decision 
And then when you follow through and initiate it, you birth it out into the world, whatever that is, whatever that is, okay? Whether that is just the crazy creative urge that says, you know what? I don't actually want to be living in the suburbs. I want to be living in the mountains of the Himalayas. Or whether that is the creative urge that says, build this business, go and do this thing. Whether it's the creative urge that says, gather a community group together and create something in your community, create something in your society. The creative urge can be anything. It can be big, it can be small. But that creative urge, when you initiate from that, that is where the money gets received. And immediately, that is probably going to bring up for you a self-talk or a confusion around, well, how? How? How does this thing that I want to initiate earn me money? Because it it doesn't make sense. I can't see how money is going to come to me just by initiating this thing, just by producing this thing. So then we start building in these steps of, well, okay, I'll initiate it, but I have to do all of these other things. And therefore in doing the things, that's where I receive the money. But my friend, when you start doing all of the things, you actually start blocking yourself from receiving the money. The more things that you set yourself up to do, the more you are removing yourself and separating yourself from that flow of money. Like everything else in the manifested journey, receiving money from initiating comes down to one core truth. Trust. Can you trust that whatever you are being led to initiate, is also going to support you financially? Can you trust that the universe, God, the angels, source, Mother Earth, whatever energetic body you like to label and and feel a sense of affinity with, can you trust that that energy is working on your side? that that energy is working collaboratively with you and that that energy has absolutely no intention of seeing you live in financial scarcity. That energy has absolutely no intention of seeing you broke just because you are a manifester and you are not receiving money the same way as the 70% of the society that are sacral beings. Can you place trust in that? Can you place trust that whatever is providing you energy, whatever is protecting you and loving you, also has the ability and the intelligence to provide you with an abundant flow of money? When you start coming into connection with an understanding of that, the way that you experience money will begin to radically shift. It will radically shift because that is the first core step for manifestors in money. Stop behaving like a generator. Stop expecting that the harder you work, the more money you will earn because you are not designed to work hard and earn money. 
you are not ever going to receive a lot more money based on the quota of hard work that you have provided. It is a fallacy for you. It is an illusion for you. You are here to put your energy, your trust, and your focus into initiating during a creative cycle, to allowing yourself to rest during a rest cycle. And in all of those times, you are receiving money. In all of those times, you are receiving money. You are not designed to be here to do in order to have money. You are designed to be here to be and to receive money. Bring yourself back to that place of trust. If this is where you are at as a manifester in your journey with money, begin focusing on trust. What creative urge do I have right now? Can I initiate it? Have I taken it to my inner authority to make the decision? And can I initiate it? And when I am initiating it, can I trust that I'm being provided with the money that I need and the money that I want? Inform out loud during this time. Inform out loud to the universe. Speak it out loud. Say, I am initiating and I am feeling doubt about this and I am feeling fear about this and I am feeling worry that the money is not available for me and it's not going to show up and that I feel like I need to earn it. So universe, make the money show up for me. Teach me that I can trust this. Show me the evidence that this is worth trusting. Show me the evidence of how I can be a manifester and I can be and I can initiate and I can receive money for that. Show me that I can trust that even in my rest cycles when I'm doing nothing, I am still able to receive money because I am still looked after. I am still protected. All of these other questions about how and the steps that are involved in that, that is not for you to answer, Manifestor. It's not for you to know. You will see it when it's done. You will see it when you reflect back on it. And you'll have those moments of surprise and delight as you reflect back and you look at what you initiated and you look at what you experienced during your last rest cycle and you say, oh my gosh, money came from the most surprising and unexpected ways. It, it came to me from these sources that I never saw, that I never would have thought of, that I never imagined. I am so looked after. I am so protected. All right. That's all we've got for understanding how manifestors receive money, understanding the manifestor relationship to money. Tune in for the next podcast episode looking into those deeper aspects of the wounds, the fears, the doubts, the conditioning, all of that manifesto kind of juicy shadow work around money. I hope that this has been really, really helpful for you. I would love to hear your key takeaways from this. So please, I invite you, I'm informing you that it would really make me feel a sense of connection with you and understanding of how this work is impacting you. If you take a screenshot, you share it on social media, you tag me and share what what revelation this episode brought you. What have you learned? What has impacted you about your manifesto relationship to money by listening to this episode? Okay, that's it from me over and out. I will be back with you for another episode for More Money Talk next week. And until then, keep hunting for purpose. 
Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Hunting for Purpose podcast. I hope that my words, my sharing and the spiritual wisdom that came through today's episode have a magnificently transforming impact on your life. If you love this episode, I would be so humbly and truly grateful if you would share it on your social media. You can tag me on Instagram or Facebook at The Holly Marie. And also please consider taking a moment to leave a review right here on iTunes so that this information, this podcast and this spiritual transformation can be spread to even more people. Again, I cannot wait to see you for the next episode of Hunting for Purpose.